another episode of Paranormal, The New Normal. I am your host, as always, Jeremy. Trying to make the world seem a little more normal today? We might succeed in that a little bit. We'll see. But my guest, as always, tonight, as always, I have a guest to help me with that. And that guest tonight is David Winters, who is a spiritual teacher and a future author, from what I've heard. But we'll get more into that later on. David, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's good to be here with you. Yes, good to be here with you as well. And I am looking forward to talking to you about a lot of these topics. But first question I ask everybody on this show is, what got you into the paranormal or spiritual? Um, well, that's a good question. It, it didn't happen early on in my life. You know, it, it, it all kind of, I kind of woke up to it um, later on in my in my. In my late 40s and 50s, and really it was this idea that I've always been a seeker, but I just didn't know it for a long time. Like I was just going along in my normal life, you know, living in the matrix, and I, I wasn't happy about it, and I didn't know why. And then there was a few events that happened, like... Um, I was living in upstate New York, and I was—I um, accidentally caught my house on fire by. Um, I had these um, this charcoal in a grill, and I was things. And a few days later, I said, "Well, I got to put those, that charcoal somewhere." And I, I buried it next to the house, and there was a wooden structure uh, which led down to the basement. And the long story short, charcoal can eat for a long time. And I, I almost burned my house down, and that was like, and like that trauma. Just, it was like it was like started making me think about things because when we have when we had a traumatic event like that, and my daughter's daughter's right above where the fire started, so it was it was pretty scary. It was pretty scary. So I just you think you start you start to think why why am I here? What is going on? Is going on? And I basically basically yearning to find out what's really out what's really out there, and that. That led me to led me to um, um, that spiritual path in church. church. I moved out west. I moved out west. I moved out, west, west, I moved out uh, Oregon. Oregon. And, and, um, uh, started. Started. Um, it's not like it's not lazy church. Lazy church. Very traditional church. Very traditional church. But one and rest of one. And the woman priest. And she priest. And she led me on. Led me on a spiritual path for a while. And that was like. And that was like. Doing contemplation, doing contemplation practices, practices um, with scripture, with scripture, and then having and a then dream, having a dream, having a dream, having like a dream, like going from some going sort from of egocentric, sort of egocentric person to person to a spiritual, a spiritual centric person. And this dream kind of showing that, showing that was me, was me floating down a floating down a river. A very narrow, very narrow, very narrow river, 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 
two people lying two in bed, people lying one, in bed one, one stays in the other lazy, 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 lazy bro, and it's like, oh, and it's like, oh, where the body oh, goes, the, the body goes, the eagles gather together, that was the passage, the passage, and I had this dream that I was dreaming that I was floating down backwards, um, in a boat, in a boat, which to me meant which to me meant I was blind to what I was going, where I was going, I couldn't see where I was going. I knew that these, I knew that these eagles were on the bank, on the bank downstream, and they were my body, my body was there, laying there, and they were, and they were preparing me for something. So I turned my, so I turned my, reoriented myself. In the boat, to in the boat, to downstream, downstream, where I was going. And to me, it was like me, it was like okay, I went from this. Not aware, not aware person to becoming aware, becoming aware of things, things that aren't, that aren't seen, seen, and aren't, and aren't necessarily, necessarily, they're like hidden from, from most, from most people, from most people. Just snowball from snowball from there. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you, Jeremy. Sounds like your memory in this life was this very, very, very unique. And, and I mean, I almost wish I had a certain way. But my second question I always have you ever had any experiences? With spirits, yeah. ghosts, spirits, ghosts, cryptids, aliens, cryptids, aliens. Yes. Now, I've had several experiences like that, but I want to um, clarify it because the experiences I have are that in the physical plane, I don't see them. Like I know people have seen spirits in. Um, the ghosts literally seeing them with their eyes. I am I am um, very attuned um, clairvoyantly, so I can see like I can see things that are out there that are disrupting uh, places or deliberately blocking. Um, and I can give an example of that in a minute, but um, I can see. Uh, that that there were aliens uh, that have they're on the earth now they've, they've come down to earth I have no my belief system is like I have no doubt about that and um, one example of that is um, 
in 2020, I went to the uh, to Roswell, New Mexico, and I went to the site where the where the purported crash of the spacecraft, alien spacecraft, was in 1947. And not only um, did I tune in clairvoyantly and could see that they had actually done that and that it wasn't um it wasn't a fake thing it was a real thing um but that i was related to them somehow that i was related to them as as someone who is called a star seed who had spent like a past life on another planet and not on earth and that these um these people that came down um to earth were were my family um, maybe some generations apart, but they were still someone that I felt I could feel it in my body. Like I could feel like they were, I was connected with them. And so, um, I actually went to the Roswell crash site, which is not actually in Roswell. It's, it's, it's on a ranch. Um, there's a ranch, 75,000 acre ranch where, where the site is marked by a stone with a mark, a stone marker. And um, I did a ceremony on Memorial Day on, in 2020 to memorialize them coming down. And they, they, they were coming down because they had to leave the planet they were on. And they, when their when their um, spacecraft came down, it 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 hit the, all this disruptive energy. And the disruptive energy was a few years before the um, one of the first atomic bomb tests was done in that near that area um, called the, it was in White Sands, New Mexico, and at a place called the Trinity site. Yes. And yes. they, they, their, their ship was disrupted by that um, a, atomic explosion energy that was still in the, in, in the area. <laughs> that's what I was seeing. And that's why they crashed. So, um, I have been with people who have who see ghosts and see spirits. And one of the persons that I was with back in 2020 was um, someone who was my girlfriend, and she had several experiences while we were together. In um, we were in, first in Tennessee, and we came back to Arizona, and she could see spirits everywhere, like. She just had that ability. Yeah. And and the one story I want to talk about her is that um, my mother had passed away the year before, and we were in a an Airbnb in um, in Arizona, and she saw my mother in the house, and she wasn't she didn't know it was my mother. She had never seen her before, but she said, "There's a woman in the corner screaming," and I I. I didn't know what to think about it, but later I realized it was my mother and from her description of what she looked like. And my mother had not passed over. She was, she was stuck in between worlds. And so fortunately for me, I was able to help her pass over to the other side. And on her birthday, you know, several months later, we, I did a ceremony and we, I said, mom, you're, you know, you're free to go. And she passed over and, um, that's why she was screaming. She said she saw her. She was screaming at me like she was she wanted my attention and I couldn't see it. So I relied on her eyes <laughs> and she was 
I, I kept telling her, you need to, you need to um, be one of these people who do uh, ghost hunting, you know, or um, going into people's homes and helping them out because people are really, you know, they're scared and they're, um, they don't know what to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. She that hasn't was, done that, but I, you know, she, she was told not to believe that, you know, oh, her parents, you know, what do you, you know, that's not true. Don't, you know, that was a, that's a big thing for a lot of people. Yeah. As they grow up, yeah. you know, where people don't don't understand it, and they they dismiss the the young person's um, abilities. observations. Abilities. Yeah, yeah. I I actually, yeah, I, actually, I, had, I actually a, had a born Catholic medium on the show, on the show, and like that was the way it was. That was the way it was. Childhood, childhood. So I, I so. get. I've heard, I've heard that many times before. It's sad, but it's, it's sad, also but it's also wasn't around much. Wasn't that around much than now. At least now, at least yes. Well, now you, there's shows, there's shows on TV about it. <laughs> Ghost oh, hunters. Oh yeah, God. yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Which it's is ridiculous. great. Which is great because there's this world that's the unseen world around us, and you know, I just I just feel very that's it's important for us to understand the world and the truth about it and not, and it can help people to know that these things exist and it helps people understand what's happening around them. I, I agree. I agree. And I mean, it's just, and I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. That a beautiful thing that you have to do that. Do that. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was so lucky. I was so lucky that she was with my girlfriend was with me to 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 help me understand because how else is someone who's on the other side who's stuck? I mean, how can they reach out to people? Well, maybe they can move things. Maybe they can move things physically. Maybe they can. Um, maybe a glass can drop in front of you and you're like, what's going on? But that doesn't mean you know what to do. Exactly. Uh, it could be very confusing. It could be scary. So that's when it helps to have people around that, like people who are psychic that, you know, are healthy individuals who can, you know, talk to you about it. Or, you know, if you have any insight yourself, which is what happened with me, I finally, you know, asked my guides, I was like, what is going on here? And it's like, oh, that's your mother and she needs help. Okay, now I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to be the way I mean, you can't expect to have these abilities and figure it all out yourself. Figure it all out yourself. No, it's it's very challenging. It takes a long time to develop your intuition. Well, I mean, some people have it when they're young. I I have a psychic friend. She lives up in Bend, Oregon, and she's. Uh, when her when she was four years old, her her grandfather died, Ooh. and they you know at the funeral, and then they were at the house. They were at her house, and she was with her parents, and she said, "Mommy, Daddy, there's there there's Grandpa," and she saw him in the room. He was he was there, and it was after he died, and they were like, "No, no, no, you didn't. No, you don't see him." You know, it was just they were panicking. Um, but she was somebody that could see from a very early age. And I don't feel like that was, that's me. Like it, 
Um, I actually met a man from Africa um, who was a shaman, and that was back in 2014. And he's the one who told me, he said, you know, you have, you're like the seer. He called me the seer of the unseen. He said, you can see things. And I had, I didn't really know. I knew I could, I mean, I had experiences before that, but I didn't know how, how much I could see. And, and then I started working on it. It's like, it's like being intuitive and seeing things is, um, requires like, it's almost like a muscle to exercise. So I, I worked at it for me. It was, you know, for me, it was work. I had to work at it to, to, to get, to gain access to that. And some people, they, they're born and they, they're just naturally gifted with that. Everybody's yeah. different. Yeah. I've been, I've actually I've been, been told, by, actually a been told of, by a lot of mediums and psychics, mediums and psychics that, that everybody has this. Everybody game. has this game. They said yes. to learn to awaken. They said to learn to awaken it. Some some are born more than awaken. Right. I mean, and I don't know. Yeah, and everyone has it in a different way. You know, some people are some people are clear like me, clairvoyant. Some people are a uh, uh, clear audience, which is hearing. They hear things. Um, some people are clear cognizance. They know. They just know. Or clairsentient, and that's sent you're through your senses. They they just can they can sense it. It's really interesting. It is. I mean, it's it is. I mean, it's just such a fascinating, such a fascinating field that people so important. It. So and, and like thirty years ago, like we would have years ago, we would have strange or obscure, obscure. Yeah. And actually people's, you know, they were threatened, their lives were threatened because they had the gifts. And, um, you know, you think about the, the, the killing or burning at the stake of witches and things like that. Some of these people were, you know, had gifts that they were bringing out into the world and maybe they, some of them weren't, you know, all good. And some, some, some were, you know, whether it was good or bad, there's just people had certain gifts and they, there was some sort of fear around their, their power. So I was in Scotland recently up in Edinburgh. Um, in Edinburgh, there's a, there's a city, a center, uh, old town. And um, they burned a lot of women at the stake there. Like they burned several hundred women there over, over a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that's the fear is like, oh, this is not accepted by society. And, you know, you could lose your life over it. That was the old, that was the old paradigm. And now, you know, things are becoming more accepted. And we can actually talk about it on a podcast and not worry about our lives. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> apparently, apparently we've come a long way. We've come a long way. We have, and apparently, have, and apparently flat earth from what I've heard. Okay. From what I've heard. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. But, but so when you were in Africa, so when you were in Africa, was that, how was that? Because that how was that. Because that, that seems like an amazing. That seems like an amazing experience. It's experience. been in my bucket list forever. You know, I have never been to Africa. So the man that was the African shaman, um, 
His name is Maladoma Somme, and he was from a tribe in uh, Burkina Faso, which is in um, Western Africa. Um, and he passed away about a year ago now. Um, but he, his mission, so when he was born, um, and he wrote, he wrote a book about his, his, like an autobiography. Um, I think, it, I think it's called of, of water in the spirit. And he, um, when he was born, he talks about the shamans got together and they decided what to name him. And, and his name was the, the, like his purpose. So they, they discerned through an intuition that his name was Maladoma, which meant um, friend of the stranger or enemy. And the idea was that he was to grow up and learn all the skills of his tribe and then come to the West and teach people in the West his, his traditions, which is like earth spirituality. So coming back, coming back to circling back to earth spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he, he did take people over to Africa, but I, I never had the time or the money to go. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a very different place. There's a lot of, there is a lot of spiritual energy over there that is good and not good. And you have to be really careful about what you're doing over there, actually. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, not that not that that's a judgment against anyone, but it's just it is the way it is. I mean, there's just people people over there, you grow up with spirituality. You grow up with all kinds of human-based practices and then nature. And it's everything is spiritual. And it's just that's part of uh, growing up. And you know, here we we all we don't necessarily have that experience. We don't, but we don't. But I mean, there are places, I mean, there are places in our own country that are that are and sacred, right? Yeah. Have you visited any of those? Have you visited any of those? Uh, are you talking about like uh, Sedona, Arizona, or? Um, Places that are considered to have high spiritual energy or high vibration energy. Yeah, places that connect you to the earth spirits and, spirits and everything. Yes. In fact, I live in Mount Shasta, California, which is oh. a place where people oh. come from all over the world to have a spiritual experience. So um, there's... Uh, a plethora of magical opportunities here. Um, one one experience, one thing I would relate is um, when I moved here a year ago from Arizona, and I do travel around a bit, um, one of the first things I recognized was that the house I'm renting in right, renting right now has this backyard with a, a water feature with a wall, uh, stone wall. And it's not functional anymore. The, the pipes are disconnected, but um, I recognized that there were these uh, spirits in the wall. They were fairies. It's uh, fairies and a gnome. And um, 
I, I spoke to my friend in Bend, my psychic friend in Oregon, and she, I, I asked her, what do, what do you see in this wall? She goes, oh, you have fairies and they're helping. They're there to help you. And, you know, it was just like, I, I realized that this whole mountain has, there are fairies everywhere here. They're just, and there are people, I started meeting people that could see the fairies in the, in the physical realm, which I can't. I mean, admittedly, I can't. But I will share one experience that I had with one of the fairies in the wall. Um, I back in August, I was getting preparing a trip to Scotland and Ireland, and I was meditating in a little fold-out chair back there. And in my mind's eye, because I can't see these things in the physical realm like some people can, but I saw this fairy or it's almost like a, a very tall fairy spirit, like an elf, an elven fairy spirit come, come to me. It was so clear, it was clear as day. And she's like, well, she told me her name and she told me that she wanted to come to Scotland with me because that's where she was from. She said, you know, they, they can travel on these pathways, uh, energetic pathways, I guess, um, around the world. But she said it's time for her to come home. And it and it was like, well, why did she want to come home? Because she wants to like re recharge and get re-energized by being in her home place. And so I thought about it and I thought, well, you are welcome to come with me. And I just in my mind's eye, it was the funniest thing. I saw her and her tribe of fairies were packing their bags, which was not literal, but it was like kind of a figurative thing. Yeah. And that they yeah. were heading over to Scotland with me and, and over in Scotland, there's, you know, there's a, in Ireland, there's a lot, there's a huge history about fairies and there is an isle, an isle in Scotland called Isle of Sky, And it, and yeah. it's just covered with fairies. There's just fairies everywhere. Um, there's a place called fairy Glen there. There's a place called the pool of fairies. And that's where she wanted to go back to that place called the pool of fairies. It's like the Isle is just this beautiful mountainous Island, just natural beauty there. And there's um, down from these, this one mountain, there's these streams and it just forms a series of pools, actually like two dozen pools. And it's called the fairy pools. And that's where she was from. And I, I tuned into that and and I I went back to the pool where I felt like they were to come back home and we did a little celebration and I had my flute and, my, and they love they love you know flute music and they love sweet things and and I you know I had never been um, I never understood this before so it was like it was pretty. It was a pretty joyous occasion. Yeah, it's that, yeah, it's that, that, that sounds incredible. That was incredible. It's incredible, and it's like, I mean, it sounds you know, fancy book, fancy book, which is yeah, fanciful, very fanciful. Yeah, it's fancy, fanciful. But I mean, that just—it's funny because I—I put that I—I I did a video on that story and I put it on TikTok and it it went viral. Because people, because people were like, 
I think it's just kind of a curiosity for some people. And then it's something you don't hear about every day. It really isn't. It really isn't. I think you are I the, think you are the second person ever second in my trial to talk about Fay or Barry. Fay or Barry. The Fay, yeah. But but so so what is the purpose of the fairies? What is the purpose of the fairies on Earth? Is it like they are is it like typical? Well, they are nature protectors. Area? They're nature protectors. Yeah. Okay. So um they work with the plants, they work with the animals, they work with the trees. And you know, to give you an example of this, um, actually in Scotland, there's this, um, oh, it's like, it's a, it's a very old spiritual community. It's been around for decades. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Findhorn. It's uh, in the north part of Scotland. Um, it, was these, it was these people from England. You could look it up. Um, they intuited that they were to go up to this area in Scotland and start this um, kind of like a permaculture community with growing food, growing vegetables and things. But the, the difference is they, one of them, one of these people, I'm not sure who, they could see the fair, they could see those nature spirits. And so they actually were working with the nature spirits to grow the vegetables. And here, Scotland is really far in the north. I mean, it's about the same latitude as Washington State or, you know, depending on where you are in Scotland. But that's they were really far north and they were purportedly growing vegetables and because they were working with the spirits and asking the spirits to help with the growth of the plants. They actually grew some of the biggest vegetables that were ever grown because because of that spiritual connection. And you can still go there today and visit, but it shows you that you can work with this, with the spiritual aspect of anything living and to create change. I like that. I like, I like that. that. I like that a lot. But, but so I'm not even so trying to, I'm not even trying to hear like, 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 <laughs> it's okay. If, I've been if, poked fun at, believe me. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, no, I mean, it's just, I'm no, curious. You, I'm uh, curious. Yeah. If fairies, if fairies are, real, are real, does that mean that does that mean that other creatures, them and lords, them and lords, goblins, goblins, etc., are they, et cetera, are they, they as, well, as well? You mean you, I, I didn't hear the first word, but you said goblins and ghouls. Oh, yeah, trolls, oh, yeah, yeah, trolls, yeah. Trolls. I have never had any experience with trolls. You know, whenever there are um, fairy tales or these, um, I mean, even let's talk about St. Nicholas, I mean, for Christmas. I mean, whenever you have these um, so-called um, stories of these people or spirits, there's a really good chance that they exist in, in, you know, in, in the other realm. Um, the thing about, um, yeah, I, I, I would say I, I wouldn't have any, I would have no question about whether trolls exist. Um, just because I haven't seen them doesn't mean 
I mean, obviously at some point, you think about all the people in history and you think about the stories, you know, in every generation, there are people who can see things. Yeah. And I, I yeah. think that they have, these are stories that are based on some sort of, you know, true experiences. Of course. I mean, of course. I, I mean, I personally I believe, I personally in believe in learning from King Arthur Lord. From King Arthur Lord had to be a real person. Had to be a real person at some point. Absolutely. And think about people do see, okay, see in their mind's eye. They see Merlin. They have conversations with Merlin. They have conversations with King Arthur. And some people say, well, King Arthur didn't really exist. It was all like this, this myth story that was made up. But, you know, I have to say that when we rely on the stories and the myths about these people to such an extent, and people are dreaming about them and they're you know, there are places, um, even in Edinburgh, there's a, there's a place up on hill called, on a hillside above Edinburgh called Ar Arthur's Seat. And it's like this natural, um, um, uh, almost like um, a, a rock or something that is a seat for, that was, you know, King Arthur. And so obviously he's, his spirit has been, you know, hanging out there um in my from my perspective so makes sense makes sense yeah but but so so i mean well i mean well so is it possible oh, is that it possible that creatures creatures are what people mistook, what people mistook for, and called Bigfoot and called or, Bigfoot or I was just going to mention, I, I was going to say Sasquatch because um, my, my person, I have connected with, with Bigfoot um, again Ooh. in, in two, like, in a, and it's like their presence is in certain locations. Like they're not everywhere, but when I was up in Washington state last year, I could feel their energy and I didn't expect that to happen to me. Like, I'm like, Oh, Bigfoot is up here. And, and so the question, there's always this question about Bigfoot, like does Bigfoot exist? And I think you really have to um, first ask the question, does Bigfoot exist in the physical realm? Just like fairies. Do fairies exist in the physical realm? Do does Bigfoot exist in the physical realm? And I would say from both uh, for both of those, in most cases, they do not exist in the physical realm. However, for some reason, they are able to be visible in the physical realm every now and then, maybe rarely. Um, and then that's when people have glimpses of them or they smell them. You know, there's stories about this young boy in a, in a tent or something. And he smelled this thing it had really, you know, strong smell. And it's like, well, what was that? Well, for some reason they can actually, um, enter into the physical realm for a brief period. And that's, there's that film of Bigfoot. That that Bigfoot creature that was crossing the creek. This was oh, back in the eighties or oh, something. The guy filmed. Harrison Gimlin. And they Harrison have Gimlin. 
Yeah, and they have they have analyzed that, and they felt like that was that could not have been a human, and so that might have been a, a situation where the Bigfoot actually was visible in the physical realm for a very short period of time. But my understanding about them is they are they are earth protectors, and they you know like the fairies, and they they are here to protect the earth and and the and the nature. And they are very misunderstood. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that. I've heard logic that logic before. And people and often say, people that, say that, that creatures like Bigfoot are creatures like Bigfoot are ultra terrestrial, which means they live on another dimension. They live on another dimension. Exactly. Yes. Cross over. Yes. Exactly. That's that's my that's my intuitive understanding, and that's and I've actually read that as well. So that that makes sense to me because people it's so frustrating, you know, people who are researching this and they're like, and it's all about the physical realm. If it's, you know, why can't we see them in the physical realm? It must they must not be true. Um, they must not be real. And we have to look at it. It's a it's a little more complex than that, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's just, yeah, just I mean, like the ghost too. the ghost. I just saw I just saw a video the other day on YouTube. Um, a guy and his child were at Gettysburg in Pennsylvania, where they had the Battle of Gettysburg, and it was getting dusk. And you, oh my gosh, you couldn't. There were these spirits there that were dressed in the military outfits, and and they they filmed it and they got them on film. I mean, it was. I don't think he could fake that. Like it was. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean you can't. Yeah, I mean you can't. Probably you could fake that. Probably you could fake that. And plus, James Brooks is well known to be well known to be really, really, really a lot of spirits from around. Spirits from around. Yeah, because what I think what happens is when people die in the very traumatic situations, like in war, they they tend to be. I would say blocked from passing over and they end up kind of in between both worlds and, um, and they could, that could happen for a long period of time. Uh, they could be, they could be in that situation until someone recognizes them and helps them. Like I helped my mother. I mean, they could, they could be in that situation for hundreds of years is my, is my thought. Yeah, I actually had yeah, a I actually had a spirit that lives in my house. Spirit that lives in my house. The original and homeowner. The original homeowner. Dutch builder. Dutch builder. And he and he still is here. Like he really wants to move on somebody. Because he probably likes it. He likes it there. I mean, yeah, I've had I mean, other yeah, I've had <laughs> he's other just familiar to him. I've had other people yeah. in my show say he, he, he had like a antique like a or something in the garage. So he stuck to it. He stuck to it. Yeah. Which, which. I mean, there's so many stories of of um, paranormal experiences, and I mean, you can go up to almost any person on the street and ask them if they've had an experience. And somebody, I mean, if they didn't have it, they knew somebody who had one. I mean, there's a, um, in Mount Shasta. There's a restaurant called Mike and Tony's Italian Restaurant. It's been around for a long time, but before that. 
you know, I don't know how long ago, a hundred years ago or whatever, it used to be a brothel. And there's definitely a woman spirit in that. Uh, the, the people who work there have had several experience encounters with this, this woman spirit there. Um, you know, like coffee sitting on a counter, knocked over, you know, all kinds of things. And yeah. Yeah. there's, I, I tuned into it myself and I could see that she was there. Like I knew that she was there. So, you know, I guess the question is what, what do you do about it? Well, maybe it's not a problem. Maybe there's nothing to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless it's really disruptive and then maybe someone has to come in and, you know, work with it clear it out, clear it out or yeah i mean i actually I mean, I, actually we had a few chickens, had die, a few chickens die when they were in the garage they were in the garage and since then we were out there out there nothing happens nothing happens well besides ammo well, attacks besides ammo attacks mm-hmm. but i mean it's just it's, I mean, crazy it's, and it's crazy and it's creepy out there at night creepy out there at night you know, <laughs> you know, someone's someone's out there. Well, when I was with my girlfriend back in that day, when I talked about um, my mother, we were staying at an Airbnb in Memphis, Tennessee, and she saw that there were there was a an older couple that was in the room with us and that they she felt like they lived there before and they just they really missed the place and they wanted to be there. They like hanging out there. So they were very peaceful and they didn't disrupt anything. So, but it was nice to be with someone who could see that and just kind of explain the situation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, we're, I've had paranormal investigators for me. And I've been talking, I've been to, talking a, to a clairvoyant from, clairvoyant Salem, from Salem that lives close that to me and would be willing to come clear it out. Or, nice. Or, or help it move on. See, those on. people should be in the in the yellow pages. You know, they should be. They yeah, should well, be yeah, uh, accessible. To me, they and they are, are accessible. Me, I mean, you have to. They are accessible. You have to. You know, you have to seek them out. I guess, but you not everyone them. would do that. You make, you make, and I mean, with this podcast, yeah, I mean, this podcast, people like that. Yeah. But, it's a good resource but, for sure. So you have a so book coming you out. Have a book coming out. Why don't you tell us about that? I have a book coming out. Okay, I have a I have a copy of it. Although this is an author's proof copy, but it's called. It's right here. Um, it's called "Where Heaven and Earth Meet." Um, here, let me move this out of the way. Uh, st- stories of healing. Magic and remembrance at sacred sites. And so uh, over the years, I have visited a lot of places that I wouldn't even know about, but my intuition said, oh, go over here. Yeah. Oh, go up, go up to Wyoming and go to this place or go. I was in Oklahoma and um, this woman told me about this place. Um, called the Hevener Runestone Park. And it's it's um it's a giant uh like a 10 by 20 stone that has these ancient carvings from the Viking from the Viking uh alphabet basically. 
And it was like, well, what, what is this place? And um, there's eight characters about one foot tall and they're rune, rune characters. And uh, there's a woman who studied this, this stone for 50 years. And her conclusion was that the Vikings came over to that spot in 600 AD. And it's like, what were they doing there? Well, you know, and why isn't this known? Like, there's so much that's not known about things. And um, I was getting that they, they, the earth is like, um, it's almost like a human body in a way, you know, we call it mother earth. And it's like, um, I don't know if you've ever had acupuncture before. Can't have, can't have. Um, so let's say you have a headache and they, they put a, they put a, um, an acupuncture needle in your hand to alleviate the headache because there's meridian, um, energy lines through your body. And that is somehow connecting to the meridian up, up in your brain and and it takes the headache away. So the earth's body is similar. It's like there's meridian lines all throughout the earth and it's kind of like random to me, it's kind of random, but. Um, these people in, um, the Viking lands up in Scandinavia, they, they, they could sense that this place was there on the earth and they wanted to go there. It's like a, a a Holy grail site for manifesting whatever you want. And that's what, I think that's what they saw. So they came over there and, and, and the, and the rune characters they wrote down were to me were like, this is a, this is a site for manifesting anything you want. And so um, that's in the book. You know, I write, I write about that. I write about um, places in Ireland and Scotland and mainly and in the U.S. Um, places that aren't really known, but have a lot to offer people. Sounds like it. So this Sounds book like is it. coming out soon. It's going to come out soon. I, I, I just made a decision. I will, I will do a, a self-publishing ebook first, and then I'll have it published maybe by a, I, I don't want it. I don't want the book to wait. I want it to get out there somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But I also have a website called spirit of the unicorn.com. And I have um, meditations for sale on there that I have recorded myself. They're like audio files and PDF files. And, and I do tours. Like I have a tour planned for May in Scotland and we're going to be connecting with the fairies and the unicorns. And because I don't know if you know this, but Scotland, the, the symbol for the Scotland is the unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. And the symbol for England is the lion. So you have this uh, coat of arms for, for the UK is like the lion and the unicorn. <laughs> it's just like, well, why is, why is there the unicorn in, you know, why, do, why did they have that as the symbol? Well, because there's unicorns in Scotland and they're, and they're just like, just like uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot. They're in the, they're in a different realm. They don't, they aren't visibly seen usually. Yeah, which I mean would yeah. make, which I mean would make, make sense. Make sense. I mean, back I, to that. I mean, I We've been talking about a lot about that, about how things can be visible. And I know people here in Mount Shasta that have seen fairies for real and they look really strange. Um, and they'll describe them in detail. But not everyone can see a fairy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I mean, imagine it look like. I don't imagine it look like. 
So, yeah. But unicorns are real. Unicorns are real. I always question that one. Absolutely. I mean, in our culture, they're for children, they're for girls. You know, girls love unicorns and it's accepted. But, you know, um, unicorns are incredible beings that they, they don't come from earth they come from somewhere else and i connected with unicorns when i was over in scotland in september and i wasn't expecting it and we were over there and it's like oh here are the unicorns um they're there and they've been there for a long time but for the most part they had to leave um the physical the the earth plane, not the physical plane, but the earth plane just, and a lot of spiritual entities had to leave the earth for a while because of the, uh, so much violence and um, turmoil on the earth and wars and things like that. But now things are different and they're coming back. They're coming back to, to earth um, once again. Yeah. And why are they coming yeah. back to help out their help? They want to help humanity. They want to help. They want to help with the healing of the planet. Do you think so, that's you something think to do with the great, great awakening we've had? Yes, absolutely. Because the world is not as violent and when and warring. Yes, we have. There's wars on the planet now, but um, you know, there's a there's a chance that that's not going to be the norm anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ukraine is, you know, it's like, and, and just my opinion, it's like that the old, the old guard of the, of humanity is, is the Russian, you know, leadership, um, you know, forcing its will on another country. And it's like, well, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know if this is, this, this is the way things are going to continue anymore which is really great news. You're not the first person. You're not the first person to talk about that. I will say. I will say. But, but, which, which makes me think, because I mean, because I mean, if there are, if there are Earth, do all the other elements, all the other elements, wait, could you say that question again? I said, if there are, I said, if there are Earth, Earth spirits, Earth spirits, are there other spirits? There for, the other other spirits for the other elements? Like fire, water, uh, like, fire, water. Oh, earth fire. Yes. Yes. In fact, if you go to the ocean, there are water, there are water spirits. They're called water sprites. And then you think about mermaids. Um, and they're there as well. So fire spirits, absolutely. I have not that I've worked with them, but it stands to reason um there are ways you know out here out west there's a lot of fires and there's a lot of um danger with fire and especially with the drought that's been out here and i know people whose houses were in danger and they're like they're working with the spiritual element of fire and and protecting their house and and they could be in a neighborhood where every other house burned down and theirs didn't. And that happened to a friend of mine this summer, uh, north of Mount Shasta. There was a terrible fire 
um, in the town. It's a town called Weed, W-E-E-D. And uh, there was a fire in the lumber mill and it, it spread north and it went into this neighborhood. And my my friend and her her husband asked the fire spirits to not harm their house and they had to evacuate and the the stairs up to the house were burned but not the house itself and all the other houses burned down in the neighborhood so you could say well that was just the luck of the draw but you know mm, that seems a little too, just, that seems a little too i know it must be luck. It their house be did luck. not burn down and it's like okay and we have we have we have more Maybe we have more power over things than we realize. And um, it's a matter of believing that that's true. Exactly. Which, exactly. Which it's funny. You mentioned but water sprites. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think, do you what do you think, think of like, Oh, like Loch Ness because, um, Gosh, I was at Loch Ness. Um, you know, I don't know what the purpose of Loch Ness is, but I could probably find out if I if I you know explored it enough. But um, again, it's like this um, creature that's not in the physical realm, but maybe maybe shows up every once in a while. You know, it's funny how we're talking about this because it seems like a pattern that we keep talking about this these these elements or creatures from other realms in that aren't in the physical realm but can actually be seen yeah. in in the rare circumstance i don't know about that photo of loch ness back in the 20s or whatever it was um yeah yeah i don't know but it, i don't know could be real it could um, be but it could I be but, I but that's an amazing that lake is so it's just like um less than a mile wide and it's just like 20 miles long or something and really deep. So it's a very interesting place. Um, the tourism there is high because of lock, because of the monster, everyone wants to go there. And then there's like little cafes and it's called Nessie lock Nessie cafe and things like that. So it's in the human conscious. So, does that mean it, you know? Oh, it's just it's just a fantasy. I don't, I don't think so. I think it exists. Yeah, I kind of feel yeah, like I kind of feel like it's back in Scottish <laughs> records, record, way back in history, way back in history, way back. Yeah, and yeah, Scot and Scotland's a pretty old place. Oh God, yeah, oh God, very yeah. old, very old. Yeah. So, so why don't you tell my listeners why don't you tell my listeners find your book on time your book on time find you okay promote yourself to the yeah okay so i this book is um it's not out yet so but i'm going to put this on my website as soon as it's out there and i hope by early next year the first few, two months of the year it's going to be out e either in book form or ebook form um, so again, my website is spiritoftheunicorn.com. And again, I have tours to Scotland and doing work with these magical beings. Um, and, and my next one is in May. And I do have a free meditation on my website around protecting yourself 
you, you feel unsafe for some reason, it's a it's a protect a protection meditation for free. Just put your email in there so I can send it to you through your email, a digital file. And I'm also on TikTok, and that is um, Unicorn Spirit one one one. Well, and I'm t well, I talk about all these stories. The stories that we talked about here, I talk about a lot of stories like that on my on TikTok. So I guess that's pretty much it for now. You can find me on different podcasts. Um, I love coming on and talking about this stuff because I think it's important that we talk about it and yeah. talk about what's really yeah. there so that it helps people in their lives understand what's going on. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, and I so I, that's and why I, I thank you for having this platform because I, that's, I think it is really important. And I thank you, David. And I thank you, David. And of course, and of course, all my listeners know, all my listeners know you can find me on you Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. As paranormal than as paranormal than music, Niacal music, Niacal music, music, podcast with an S, podcast with an S. You can find me on. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Twitter and Instagram, and on TikTok, and on TikTok, podcast, podcast, and on YouTube, and on YouTube, paranormal music, and nice. Wow, you're on a lot of social media. That's great. Yeah, when you're a podcast, when you're a podcast, kind of sexy. I was only on Facebook. I was only on Facebook. Yeah. But I mean, I'm on Facebook too. It's a person, you know, it's like my personal. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Name. But there's a lot of people with my name. So it's a little bit hard to find. But, <laughs> but I well, post things on there well, too. Anyway. But thank you, David, for coming well, thank on. Thank you, David, for coming on. It's an honor to talk about things that I don't get to talk yeah. about. Yeah. I don't get to talk about. Same here. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. My and pleasure. And, and my listeners, I'll see you in half a week.